Hi everyone and welcome to El Camino People, the podcast. Today, one more time we're back after a long summer, a long time without, you know, the podcast because we were we were busy. We were setting up the nonprofit, we were doing a lot of projects and it was great time also going back to, you know, different things, but I miss the the podcast. I miss the, these live videos with all of you and I missed all these little things. So great to be here. Great to see people already joining us. And remember the whole idea is that once a week we are going to be doing a live podcast and we are going to try to do all those little subjects that matter to you. So we'll be talking about the Camino, which Camino to choose, what kind of things do I need to do the Camino. And today we are talking about which Camino should I walk? That is a big question. Yeah, no, which Camino is the first one? Well, I don't have many days. Every day I'm getting questions from many pilgrims that ask me, which Camino should I start? And I always ask the same questions. Depends. There's no one perfect Camino. There's no one suit that fills everybody. We need to remember that we have to ask, so how many days do you have? Are you in good shape? Uh, what are you looking to get from your Camino? What expectations? How many, how much money do you have? Are you willing to do a Camino for a month, for a day? Are you willing for hiking? Are you looking to sleep in hotels? Or are you looking for donative albergues? So many different questions. Today we are going to talk about that and we are not going to be able to review all of the Caminos. So we are going to be talking today about the Camino Frances, the Camino Portuguese, the Coastal, we are going to be talking about the Norte. Today we are going to touch those three and the next episode in two weeks we will be talking about a couple different ones. So let's get to it. And if you guys want, remember you can put any comments or ask any questions on the on the side chat if you're on YouTube or, or Facebook. So welcome and let's get this going. So yes, here we are. The Camino. Which Camino should I walk? How many Caminos is out there? As everybody knows, there's many, too many Caminos, maybe. Uh, let me, we are having some th experiences with these. And yes, let me, okay, right now. So, which Camino? Okay, Camino Frances, Camino del Norte, Viria, Lauretana, Via Tolosana, eh, Camino Primitivo, Camino Inglés. Which one? This week I was in Madrid in the in Fitur, the tourism fair, and two of the caminos that they are kicking right now is the Camino Primitivo from Oviedo. They are really they want people to go there, and I think it's a beautiful camino. We'll be talking eventually. And you know, other caminos, there's many other caminos in Spain that they don't belong to the main camino routes that are also amazing. So it depends what you're looking. But of course, if we have to talk about the Camino in Spain, we have to talk about one Camino, the Camino Frances. And uh, what will we say about the Camino Frances? All of you that walked it know that it's an amazing Camino. You can go wrong with this one. There's no way. This one is, I will say, the better option for everything. If you don't know where to go, if you don't know where to start, if you have very few days, if you have many days, if you want to finish in Santiago, if you don't care about finishing in Santiago, the Camino Frances, yes, this one fits everyone that is looking for having a great experience. And for me, it's, I think, the easiest way when you're looking for your first Camino. So why do I say that? The whole idea we're going to be talking, I'm going to be sharing a couple of pictures from my Caminos, and then we will do a little reviews about albergues, the terrain, and what other things are important when we are deciding which is the Camino that we are going to be working first, or which is the Camino that we are working next. So the Camino Frances, what has done one of the most beautiful things is starting in St. John. Everybody that asks me is 
where shall I start? Saint Jean, Roncesvalles, and I always say, if you can, Saint Jean is an incredible option. And if you can, do the Via de Napoleon. And if it's in winter, don't do the Via de Napoleon because you can get lost. And it's tricky, as we said in the last day's post. But we will be doing a whole episode on why starting in St. John, why not starting somewhere else, and what precautions or what do we need to care, how to arrive from Pamplona to St. John, and all those questions that people have on the on the first days of the Camino. So beautiful. Look at the views. This is what the view when you start going up to the to the Alto in St. John, crossing over the Pyrenees from Spain, from France to Spain. So one of the things, usually it's pretty sunny, but it can be super foggy. Here we are, and the Virgin, one of the my favorite stops in the in the way. And once we finish, we arrive to Roncesvalles. Beautiful, beautiful albergue, beautiful place. I think it's you know it's the gate to the Camino Frances in Spain, La Puerta del Camino. And it's one of those places that it's incredible because pilgrims here, they don't have another option. They have to stay all together. There's no like a big town that you can go and walk. Every pilgrim that gets into Roncesvalles is going to be there with you or in a meal or at the albergue or at the pilgrim mass. So incredible. Look at the view when you start walking in the morning, the fog and the amazing, you know. And then what I'm going to say, Pamplona, incredible town. Always, if you're walking by Pamplona, remember, send us a message. We would love to hear and, and you know, to give you a visit. There's no better way to visit a place that with a local. So I'm always ready if I can and, and to accommodate my schedule and to give you guys a tour and go from some tapas and enjoy it. So beautiful thing, these two days in the Camino Santiago are probably the trickiest ones when we talk about terrain, but it's not hard. It's nothing compared to other Caminos. It's something that is really affordable for everyone other than the stage from San Jean to Roncesvalles that that's kind of tricky but you also have the option to go through Val Carlos that is much flatter much relaxed and also in winter the only route that we should follow but again we are going to compare the Camino and what its Camino is for who this one for everyone beautiful cities beautiful places incredible towns we start in San Jean beautiful hike up to the Virgin de Horizon, we can break that stage into different days. We can do it in two days instead of one if we are not ready for such a strong, you know, and it's just quite steep. Then what do we have? We have Pamplona, we have beautiful towns, the town of the running of the bulls that we can discover so many traditions, but not, not just Pamplona. We have Burgos here that it's an other incredible town that it's amazing to discover. Once you do the Camino Frances, remember to take time. Once you arrive to every town, Take a look. Wonder, <clears throat> excuse me. Wander around, visit the city, go for tapas, go for pinchos, discover the churches, the cathedrals. They are incredible. And there's so many that if we have to talk just about one Camino, and we will do it if you guys like it. But for now, we're comparing and deciding which Camino to walk. So, what the Camino Frances? Incredible locations. Look at this, Leon, the Cathedral, the Cathedral from Burgos, the Cathedral de Pamplona, the Cathedral of Santiago. We have Astorga. If you're looking for history, it's incredible. Then the albergues. We have all kind of albergues in the Camino Frances, from a five-star hotel Parador to a donativo albergue like this one that is run by the Cofradia from Italy, where you have, you don't even have light. There's no electric light. You will have your dinner under the light of the candles, also they still do the old tradition of washing their feet of the pilgrims. So 
this is something that the Camino Frances offers you. Every day you can change your accommodation. You can go from a normal hotel, a pension, a hostel, a donative albergue. So in the Camino Frances, we have them all. That's one of the good reasons to walk the Camino Frances. So let's talk about the Frances in terms of accommodations. The quantity, you have as many albergues, hotels as you wish. In almost every place that you stop, there's going to be one, two, three, or four albergues. The style, as we see there, first albergue in the picture, that one is the albergue from Pamplona de Municipal. Second one, that's a Donativo Grañón, one of my favorite albergues and one of those that will always stay in your heart. You know, great thing about Donativos, you go there, you serve your meal with the pilgrims, they do a prayer at the church, and you sleep on the floor. Yeah, that's one of the great things, bad things, it depends. And one of the things of the Camino Frances that is really good is the distance. You know, we can break stages into smaller stages. Other Caminos, they don't offer that option. The Camino Frances, we can walk if we want 12 kilometers, 10 kilometers, 15, 30, 50. It's up to us almost every day to decide the distance. Other Caminos, we will have to walk at least 24, being able to be able to, to have an accommodation to stay the night. So that's in terms of accommodations and albergues in the Camino Frances. There's almost every option for every budget. The terrain of the Camino Frances, other than San Jean de Pidepor, as we say, going up to the Variante uh, from the Napoleon Way. Other than that, it's really easy. It's really mellow. It's, it's flattish. There's going to be a lot of trails like that one that we are seeing there. There's going to be some days of, of asphalt, as we see in the, in the other picture. And but other than Ocebreiro and San Jan, really easy. We will may have, you know, the going up to Monte del Perdón is relaxed, but going down can be a little tricky, but it's not the whole stage. It's just really, really small portions. So in case we are not in perfect shape, this is perfect Camino, totally affordable. And just remember those two stages. The distance, as we say, we can break the stages in shorter ones, longer ones. We can do whatever we want. The Camino Frances, is open to as many options as we want. We can follow the original route with the 31 or 33 stages. We can follow any book, but if we don't follow any book, there's not gonna be a problem. There is always a little village with a bar, with a restaurant, with an albergue, with whatever we need. And the weather, this is one of the caminos that you can do any time of the year. There's not gonna be any problem. If you like the, to walk in the snow, it's gonna be, they're gonna be albergues, there's gonna be open places, there's gonna be a restaurant waiting for you. Only remember, in winter, the Variante de Napoleon is closed. So we have to go through Val Carlos. That's mandatory. Remember, that's really important because people die and people get lost even during other times of the year. So what I would say at the Camino de Frances, this one is the one size fits all. The Camino for everyone that is looking that experience to be with another pilgrims, with every people that are there. And we'll say, you know, in this little, the pros. It's the most famous Camino. Also was the first one that is on the Codex Calixtinus. If everyone remembers, the Codex Calixtinus is a, it's a book where a pilgrim wrote every place that you can stay. It was kind of like a, like a the all, all day guide. Also, it's the first Camino that was declared uh, UNESCO, is UNESCO Heritage. It's full of options. As we say, there's options in where to stay, where to eat, what to do. There is always pilgrims. You're always going to be walking with someone. There's going to be someone to chat at the end of the day. So if that's what you're looking for, is the Camino by excellence. Of course, everyone, when you talk about the Camino de Santiago, 
they say that is, hey, hello, Jose Luis, how are you doing, my friend? And also in the Camino Santiago, you have the great albergue, La Trinidad de Arre, with the hospitalero that is right there watching us. Can be broken into stages. You can decide what to do. Other Caminos, like Del Norte or the Via de la Plata, you have to walk 30K. You have to walk 30K. When I was walking also in France some days, there's no other option. You have to walk 27K if you want to be able to reach your destination. The Camino Frances, no. One day I want to walk 12K, yes. One day I want to walk 10, yes. And another day I can do 40. So it's great because it allows you to get into Camino mood. At the first days, you can do shorter stages. And once you start going, you can make it into longer. But also, I decided, as I was saying first, if you're going to arrive to Burgos, to Leon, the big cities that has a lot of things to offer you to visit, remember, do a short stage so you have all the afternoon to enjoy the town. People. There is always people and you know here we love people and i think that's what the camino is about the first times and also in the camino frances you can afford mistakes you know there's plenty of stores there's plenty of 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 uh, post office where you can send all your luggage or whatever you have extra home it's everything is there you don't need to be carrying any extra things just in case go to the camino the camino will provide you these restaurants uh furniture, whatever. I don't think anyone in the Camino, Frances, if you need shoes, if you need a backpack, if anything breaks, uh, also medical, you know, there's a doctor almost in every village. There's a pharmacy. So that's what the Camino, this is a Camino that, as I said, you can afford mistakes. Don't prepare too much. Don't overthink it. Just let the Camino flow. On the other side is also the most famous Camino. So many times will be full of pilgrims. If you are looking for a time by yourself, and if you're looking to, as Jose is here, Jose Luis is saying, the Camino Frances is open all year long. As other Caminos, that may be a little trickier. This one, you can do it 365 days a year. So as I was saying, maybe because it's the most famous Camino, maybe too many pilgrims. If you're looking for a time to be with yourself, a time to be more relaxed from black from life, on black from social media, for whatever, this is not your Camino. Also, the last 100Ks from Sarria can be a little nightmare. If we are looking for more hiking, more relaxed, more Camino old style, this is not what we want to do. The Camino Frances, I will say that the first 500K, I never experienced a lot of people. I think it's it's okay even in the summer, but the last 100 is, is yes. And as I was saying, problems during the high season. Right now with the COVID and with the whole situation, you may find yourself once you get closer to Galicia, that is harder to find an accommodation. That is harder to find a place to stay. But I think this summer everything will be will be better. No, but that's in a nutshell the Camino Frances. So what are we going to be talking now? The Camino Portuguese, and in this case, the Camino Portuguese has the coastal and has the inland. I walk the coastal, so I will be sharing with you my coastal Camino. Once I walk the other one, I will share with you why. I think the Camino is great. This one is great. First of all, it's uh, more relaxed. It's a shorter Camino. I did it from Porto. You can start from Lisbon, but as I heard from Lisbon, it's not so beautiful. It goes more into inland. So there's not a coastal option and it hasn't been developed yet as this one. Porto, beautiful, incredible city. Look at this. Um, you can spend at least, and you need to spend at least two or three days in Porto because it's it's beautiful. So remember, if you're doing the Camino Portugues, give yourself a couple of days in Porto to visit all the wineries, the cathedral, 
the little places, it's uh, totally worth it. And once we start walking, you will see we start in the Cathedral of Porto de Sé. Beautiful old cathedral. Here, there's two Caminos, the Camino Portuguese Coastal, the Camino, well, there's three, the Camino Portuguese Inland, and also the Via de Fatima. It's another peregrination that goes from the Virgin of Fatima. This is what we offer, the Camino Portuguese, not we, <laughs> the Camino Portuguese offers to all the pilgrims these views. Almost every day you can see the, the, the sea, you can enjoy the, the breeze, the weather. It's incredible. It's never too hot, never too cold. It's super flat, super relaxed, mellow. The time that I did it, this picture is from 2018. It wasn't yet so developed, but I know that right now there's more and more pilgrims for me. And that year I was able to walk almost every day without seeing anyone. I will see them at the end of the day or I will pass a couple of pilgrims, but I, I never walk with a group until I was getting closer to Galicia. Beautiful. One of the things that I love the most is that you walk on a on a on the beach. There is like this little wood path that you can follow. It's beautiful. It's super relaxed, super easy, and that's what we will follow all along the coast. Some days you get into the village, but most days at the beginning you will be seeing is this boardwalk. And as you can see, beautiful weather. It was nice. It was in August, perfect. And probably uh, another Camino that you can do year long. In the winter will be chilly and, and probably rainy, but totally followable and has, you know, gems like these little places that you have that some, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will surprise you on, on Instagram. So I will make you follow my post. And that reminds me that remember that if you're liking everything that we do at the Camino people, like, and subscribe. So if you're on YouTube, like our video, subscribe to it, send it with your friends. We want to try to, you know, get more people to other Camino because right now, as we read the other day in the news, uh, Feijó, the president of Galicia, was saying that the Camino is the solution from the pandemic. And I think right now we are need some Camino one way or another. Albergues and accommodations, what does the, the Camino Portuguese look like? So the quantity, there's not so many options because on some of the places that we are going to be staying, there's only one option, two, maybe three. So we don't have we cannot go every day from a parador to a normal albergue. So many albergues, yes, but some days we are, if we are a little picky, we will have to prepare our stages in advance because in some villages there's no hotel or there's no albergue. So if we don't want to be expending a lot of money. We have to be sure that we know how many, where are we heading every day? And also because the albergues are a little smaller to make reservations this year and the style, we have to plan a bit more, as I was saying, because there's no so many options. But there is albergues, there is private albergues, there is hotels, but not in every place we can see all of them. In terms of the terrain, super easy, super nice, really flat and easy because we are all the time along the coast. Perfect. The distance, some stage are not open to modifications if we have to finish in that so it doesn't give us so many uh, play place to play with where are we hitting every day a little bit but not as much as the Camino Frances and the weather is another Camino that is open all year long and probably in winter chilly in summer it's chilly in the morning but beautiful 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 Camino so what we say about the Camino Frances uh, Camino Portugues 
less crowded at the front test. It's growing, okay. But for now, it's still much less crowded than the Queen of Frances. And if you're thinking on doing the last 100, I think it's a great option. You can start in Tweed. That's a beautiful place. And you can spend a day at the, our friends, the pilgrim ladies in Tweed, that they have an albergue. The Asperegrinas, great place to go there. And you can always do also the coastal. That is also another great option. And one day we will talk in also about the Variante Espiritual. But that one for another day. A lot of history, a lot of churches, a lot of cathedrals, a lot of little villages with a lot of things to discover at, at the end of the day. The food is amazing. The food in Portugal is super nice and it's also cheaper than what we can spend in any other place in, in Spain and in Europe and anywhere. And the scenery, you go from the beach, you go inland, there's a little hikes, but beautiful. On the other side, it's getting more popular. So day by day, we may be able to find in more people. Also, there's not a cafe every five kilometers. So not like in the Camino Frances that you know you have your first coffee, second coffee, third beer, fourth beer, fifth beer. No, this one, we need to carry at least some snacks, water and, and stuff because we, not be, we may be able to find something open or maybe not. Trickier funding accommodations, as we were talking, and fewer pilgrims. If you're looking for more social Camino, maybe this one is not your Camino yet. And also one of the things right now that I was told that some of the places and the indications of the arrows on the Camino, this not so well marked. But there's like a little places that people have been playing around, but I think right now it's better. But it's something that you have to keep in mind. So that's the Camino Portugues. Those two are long Caminos that finish in Santiago. Now we start with one of the first ones that doesn't finish in Santiago, the Camino Aragonés. This is the route that follows from France all the way to Puente la Reina. Incredible. For me, one of my favorite discoveries, if you don't have so many days, it's and if you like hiking and you want to go more into the mountains, this one is a great option. Why? We will start, and I'm going to share a video with you, first of all. Let's see the video. So this is one on the first day, walking from the top of the Camino. Now we are crossing by Candan 2, that's a ski resort. And this, of course, was in summer. but. As you can see, the scenery is incredible. Also, another lonely, lonely, lonely Camino. Not many pilgrims around. But for me, that's what I was looking for in that moment. So, great. GoPro, Again. stop recording. And as you can hear, that was the GoPro. So, one of the beautiful things about this Camino is when we're hiking in the Pyrenees, we will find all these old bunkers that were there from the war, never used. but great if you like history and getting into these places just walking relax just taking your time stop visit take some pictures here and continue going on because there is no rush to get to the albergue this is the perfect camino you can take your time you can arrive to the albergue at eight in the afternoon there will be space for you with no problem at all the terrain we're going to see a lot of this kind of like single trail and a couple of days we will go into a wider path and little 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 of road but some days we'll have some asphalt too this is going to Hakka, and as you can see the weather can be chilly but it was weather this was good in the summer so this is not a camino that you want to walk in the winter and one of the things that i love of this camino is how the albergues are the old style albergues this is one of the albergues of donativo that i think if you ever in here it's amazing, it's a little village. This is where the Camino that comes from Catalonia, the Catalan Camino, the Camino San Jaume, meets the Camino Aragonés. In this village, we have a little albergue that is run by the Hospitaleros Voluntarios. 
and it's incredible. They teach you. They do a tour of the of the village. They let us visit the church. They have that little uh, like tapas and beer put over there for every pilgrim to enjoy. And incredible. If you're looking for that Camino vibe, it's one of the top places. There is a, a lot of this albergues style in the Camino Aragonés. Incredible. What happened in my first Camino? It was the big party of the village. So we have a concert all night long. So be careful because in the summer that happens in Spain. Your albergue can be wall to wall with the band that is singing for the whole village. Another great place that after we finished on that village in, in Arres, we continue to Ruesta. Ruesta is an old village in, in Spain that has been deserted. Now it's been taken care by an association here. And this is where you will stay in. I'm like, isn't it incredible? This this nothing. This village, the only thing that you can see is the albergue. Nothing else to do, nothing else to just relax, walk around, have a beer with beautiful views. And if you understand Spanish, we have a interview with the one that was hospitalier at the time. Also, this is one of the options. Once you get into Navarra, when you cross from Aragon into Navarra, you have the option of continuing to Sangüesa or the option to continue from to Javier. In my case, I decided to go to Javier. That was the place that San Francis Javier was. Hola, Guillermo. And you will see next. And, and this is the beautiful other way path that we can take. So totally worth it. And this is the Castillo de Javier. Do you think it's worth it visiting this place? For me, it is. So I'm from Navarra. I'm from Pamplona. It's, there's no other thing I can say. So. This uh, also in March, we do a pilgrimage from Pamplona to the Castillo de Javier, the first and second weekend of March. So if anyone is interested, beautiful, beautiful pilgrimage to do in one day, 40K. Beautiful. But in the Camino de Aragon, we have to decide if we want to visit Javier, this castle and a little village, or if we want to go to Sangüesa. In my case, I decided to go to Javier. And also on the last day, I was able to stay this night with all these beautiful pilgrims. So as I was saying, is a Camino that at the end of the day you meet with all the pilgrims in your Camino. You may, you don't make that Camino family because you don't walk with everyone every day. You mostly walk by yourself or someone. But at the end, everybody is more on the older side, more a Camino. It's not the first Camino. Mostly every pilgrim here has one, two or three Caminos in their, in their backs. And at the end, you know, you have that great time of the Camino with all the pilgrims. And beautiful thing, you finish going through Eunate one of the most magical places of the Camino. And once you cross to Unate, you arrive to Ponte la Reina. And here you are already in the Camino Frances. So the Camino Aragonés ends and the Camino Frances continues. Accommodations, very few. So you have to decide where to go. On the first day, there is only one on the couple of Now there's a couple more. Okay, in Canfran we have two. And you can stay in Canfran Station or in Canfran Village. Haka, there's a couple options, but once we keep going, some places we can only find one. The style, there's no options. Once you get to Resta, there's just Albergue, there's no hotel, there's no Airbnb. Once you get to Arres, it's the same. Or in Artieda, there's just Albergue. And the same in distance, the, you have to finish your stage. There's no many ways to broke the stages in parts. The terrain, much more difficult. That doesn't mean that it's super difficult, but the first day, it's tricky. There's a lot of stairs. There's the that you're going from the high Pyrenees to a lower one. So you're not going to say it may be a little tricky. 
distance stays the states are what they are so not breaking it into if i have to walk 20k the first day i have to walk 20k i can do 10 or 12. and the weather this is not a, a camino for the winter unless you are a, a backcountry skier and even so it will be so more a spring summer fall camino great for the summer because even if it's hot it's not that hot because you are in a valley and super nice and protected and beautiful okay what about this so it's great the beauty of the mountains it's an amazing if you like hiking um incredible best super relaxed super peaceful peaceful you're gonna be walking by yourself listening to the music listening to the trees listening to everything that you want to there but few pilgrims if you are looking for us we were saying just that time by yourself relax and not really want to interact with people sometimes we just want to get away from from people so this is a perfect camino for that the camino spirit albergues de donativo the old style just meeting with the hospitalero and chatting until the night and having a beer and having that communal meal and also this can be a pros um, on the can be both sides more experienced pilgrims pilgrims usually that go to the camino Aragonés are first timers not usually second third fourth camino and on the other side usually it's difficult to get here because you have to take a bus a train so it's a little tricky so if you're planning the camino Aragonés, just check with us we will do a a little post about how to get to to Haka and, and what should we do one to this one the weather if it's rainy it can be tricky if winter it's 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 the no go and the terrain is so much harder no so many options on where to sleep what to do and also that you're going to be by yourself so if you're looking for more interaction the Camino this is not a Camino that you will be doing and finally we're going to be talking about the Camino del Norte beautiful Camino I haven't done it all I did the beginning stages and some of the middle ones so it's on the plans but also if you want to plan the whole Camino del Norte it's a longer version so let's see what the Camino del Norte has to offer these views so a lot of people think that the Camino del Norte is just walking along the coast but no it has a lot of asphalt it has a lot of inland as we can we can call it but the days that you walk on the coast it's incredible are worth the days that you are not for example, we can find these little places in the Camino. This is, I'm lucky that this is close. So this was on a one day hike. We weren't doing a, a long distance Camino, but we went from Onda Rivia, Irunda, so one of the first stages to San Sebastian, this right behind that mountain. Beautiful. And that over there when there is Pasajes. Beautiful, beautiful Camino. This is the Canalai views and super green, open, and that's one of the albergues, the Peregrinos. And other option of the Camino Norte, you will find that you have other Caminos that you can do once you're on the Norte, also in the Frances, no? But there's another Camino that you have right there, that little cross, the red one. That's another Camino that will allow us to go from the Frances to the Norte and from the Norte to the Frances. But we will talk about the Camino in next episodes. And look at this, the views, the coastal. Yes, the day that you are on the coast is like this, but the day that you are not, it may be a lot of asphalt. So. What is the albergues and the accommodations? There are plenty, but in the summer can be hard. Why? Because remember, this is the coast of Spain. And a lot of people right now, they're trying to go more, not into looking into the San Valencia or Andalucía, they are going into the north. So some of the albergues are tourist albergues, not only for pilgrims, so you may be tricky for to find in a, an albergue for pilgrims. There are albergues for peregrinos, there are donativo also, but not as many as in the Camino Frances. 
Style, there's not many options. Some places there will be one albergue in the bigger cities, we are going to be able to find everything. In this Camino, we are packed to five-star hotels. If we want in places like San Sebastian or Bilbao, we can go anywhere we want, but in other places, not so many. And summer stages cannot be broken. Okay, we're going to have times that we need to walk 20K or 20 something. We are not going to be able to do like 10K or be able to break it in so many style like in the Frances. And other thing that can happen if we arrive to a place and there's no way to stay, maybe the next available albergue can be far. So again, we need to be at least sure of that and, and know where we are heading. The terrain, harder. But also remember, a lot of people, they think the Camino del Norte, oh, beautiful views, the landscape, the scene. Yes, but also we will be walking inside and we'll walk in asphalt. The distance, you can break the stages as you wish, but be careful, as we said, because we know what will happen. And in winter, maybe really, really cold and rainy. So be careful. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. What is beautiful and positive about this Camino, the scenery? When we go the coast, incredible, nothing, nothing like that. The food also, you're going to be able to find incredible food all along the coast of Spain. Harder to keep a Camino family because some people will stay farther, will go um, less. Maybe there's some people that some days we can take one a detour, you know, always there's some place that you have the Camino that goes along the coast, the Camino that goes inland or a more difficult one. So it's going to be harder to keep that, that Camino family. And incredible cities of Spain, you know, we always talk in the Camino, Burgos, Leon, Pamplona, but along the coast here, we have San Sebastian, Bilbao, incredible, the whole Cantabrian coast, amazing. And positive thing, I think, more time for yourself. As people walk at different paces, and because of the terrain, that's going to give you time to be with yourself. And if that's what you're looking for, Camino Norte, perfect. But on the other side, as we say, plenty of asphalt. Don't expect every day to be on the coast because it's not. It's harder. So if you're not in good shape, remember that this can be a trickier Camino, a lot of up and a lot of down. And the accommodations can get full in the summer. So that's something that we need to plan for. Okay. And the Via de la Plata, what to say about the Via de la Plata? Was I would say that the Via de la Plata, we will talk on the next episode and we will be there and we'll be sitting with you about the Via de la Plata. I hope that you guys like it. If you have any questions right now, is the moment to do so on the comments. And if not, remember, we will be back with you in two weeks. You have the podcast. We will be publishing the podcast every week. Also, Spanish and English. If we are publishing an interview in Spanish, the live will be in English. And if we publish the interview in English, the live will be in Spanish. And remember that you could follow our podcast in Spotify or in all the main podcasting platforms. And we will love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, any ideas, anyone that you want to interview, please let us know. And as we always said in the Camino, thank you so much for being here. Buen Camino, Ultra ya.